You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum. What the hell was that meant to be? French horn. Oh, it was a French horn. Can you do that? Right, um, this is part two of the Attack and Scrum podcast. As you may have guessed, we're getting into kind of French fever here, which wasn't in the slightest bit contrived. It was just the fact that we're five or six beers deep now and Dan thought it was a kind of an appropriate way to start by playing a bit of yeah, French horn noise, but there we go. It's probably testament as well to the fact that we haven't had anything to eat tonight. No, it's either McDonald's or Burger King on the way back. Mm. Or pasty. Past it, yeah. Chez McDo, as they would say in France. That's yeah. McDonald's. That's one thing I do remember from first year, you know, kind of first first form French. Yeah. Chez McDo. I can't remember that even. Mm. I'm thinking about McDonald's, I might go for a chicken mayo. Chicken with, mayo. With, without the mayo. Yeah, that's a bizarre order. You can have fair. my mayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this some kind of slice of pizza gate the other week? Yeah, maybe. Um... Right, should we go into it then? <laughs> Unless you want to chat about my preference for having tomato-based pizzas over garlic mayo-based pizzas. No, let's crack on, shall we? Mm. Big, uh, big news of the week, well, I suppose the big story of the week is... Um, what is it? Last week's Six Nations. Massive. Yeah, what well, is it massive, though? Yeah, it is. It is. It's a big weekend, isn't it? We know it's one, but mm. there's so much at stake now for the rest of the places. Oh, there's only one thing at stake for me. What's that? Us to England don't win the slam. I right, is this bad? Is this bad that I would take Wales losing in favour of Ireland winning? I wouldn't. No, no way. 
I can see I can see England losing though. This I've got to be honest. Oh, I just hope so. I just can't stand them banging on about back to back slams. It's going to be unbearable. It will be unbearable. Yeah, more so probably for us being up here. But I can see. It's going to be mighty difficult, but I can see uh, Ireland winning. They have to win. It's like a must game for us against mm. get, against them. They've got to do it, haven't they? Mm. Why do you think so? Well, they got to. They got to. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Ireland to win, and our, our game. Mm. I don't know. That's going to be. Uh, well, this is it. I suppose again, we've had the very fortunate timing. Bear in mind, we record these on a Wednesday night. With the very fortunate timing that Rob Haley has named his his squad again on well, we the knew, on the Wednesday, we knew that. Well, uh, yeah, but we could also have predicted it would yeah, be exactly, exactly the same bloody squad. It had to be the same squad, though, really, didn't it? Well, I mean, if you're going the same squad against Ireland and they win, then but would you change it? Good question. Would I change it? Um, yes, you would. Mm. You, you're in the seat now, not dreaming. Yeah. What would you do? Well, who would you start in the second round? I keep the same. I keep. I keep it exactly the same. Would you? Yeah. Talk me through it. <laughs> Talk me through it. I'd. The only. The only change I'd probably make is. Uh, is moving Liam and. Uh, oh well, we'd all make that change. Day. I mean, that's a given. But other, other than that, I'd go with. I'd go with exactly how it is, and. Um, and then we'll have to see how the uh, the players we all want to see play, go in the. Uh, you know, go on the tour, but. I thought Martin Williams made a uh, made a very obvious but good point on. Did you watch Scrum Five? I've actually. Do you know what? This is the first time in a very long time I've not watched it for this week. You didn't watch it. Well, he made a good point about saying. No, because I couldn't. I couldn't deal with the bloody Harry loving that it would have been. But go on. No, it maybe wasn't, maybe it, it wasn't. wasn't. It was. It was. It was along your line. I think they've been listening to you. Bullshit. Go on. A little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, he said that you know during the autumn internationals. And um, sort of other games, we don't where, where we've got like a lesser game. We tend to throw in a number of the you know a number of the players we want to see. So we'll put like six or seven of them in. I know yeah. we didn't. So we don't. <laughs> we don't. What we he said. What we should be doing is almost drip feeding them in to yes. see how they interact. Yeah, yes, we should. We, but have we obvious. done that to this point? No, we no, haven't. No. But it was. A, it's an obvious when it's something that we all think. But it is true that it hasn't. It's almost been like that for as long as I can. Well, a long, long time. Anyway. Well, no, we, we have done that, yeah, and you're right, the, the biggest mistake we've made has been on several autumns where we've gone, OK, we're Post playing Fiji, we'll have Post ten changes, changes yeah. yeah. And, and that doesn't work. It's, unf- it's, unfair on, it's unfair on every single one of those, mm. those changes coming in because they want to be playing with the best boys. Um, so I, I just thought it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good point worth bringing up, to be honest. Yeah, no, I get that. But also it, it kind of ties into what we've been saying, that... Across the whole of the autumn, you know, if there's one change you're going to make, why was you know why did Gareth Anscombe start against Japan? Oh, well, actually, I know exactly why Gareth Anscombe started against Japan because he's on a hefty contract from the union. That's exactly why he started. Mm. But should Sam Davis have started that game? Yes, he should. Would we know a lot more about Sam Davis if he'd started that game? Probably. Probably, not definitely, but probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I with you. He should have mm. been. He should have been there. But yeah, I thought long and hard about whether I'd start um, Sam Davis at ten. Not against, against France. Against France. Well, the game this time was against. Well, no, the game yeah, time was against Japan in oh, the yeah, autumn. Yeah, but they've all gone now. But na- yeah, they have. Yeah. But, uh, but but I wouldn't start that now. You know, there's no point checking them against France. It's going to be a bloody physical game, and they're going to send their massive back rows straight down his channel. I wouldn't do that to him if he hasn't got you know that much experience, which he hasn't. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's that's it. But I did I did think about it whether or not, and yeah, when you when you really put your head to it, you you wouldn't you stick you stick with bigger, and then um, you bring him on if you bring him on if you need to, but. Yeah, I think we have to. We have, it's a must-win game. We need to win it again. Oh, you say and, it's a must-win uh, game. I don't think it bloody matters. I think it, I think it does. I mean, the seat. The, the, it's well, nothing, you know. What, what happens? Turns, what's the best that well, can well, happen? Well, you where know, we right? end up on the rankings. The rankings is a fair point. That um, is a fair point. The rankings. We know. We know that we've made these errors in terms. We haven't played the players. So let's. But bear in mind, we could have finished outside the top eight. Oh no! I, I almost think that's relieved so much of the pressure. It has, but we let, let's win this. Let's go out with everything we got. And then we make changes from there on in, and and we learn from. We've got to learn from the uh, the mistakes we've made, but we've got to win this this test match first and foremost. Yeah, and you always you always want to see Wales winning the test match. That's that's the most important thing. There's no yeah. fun in watching Wales lose. Hmm. No, not at all. as growing up in the nineties will tell you. So it's having a gulp then. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's that's the point, isn't it? You know, as you remember throughout the whole of the nineties. There is nothing fun yeah. about getting stuffed by no, good, your neighbours. Good things happen from, from when, when we're winning, don't you? But don't you think? We go out, go for the win, put the best players out there, and then make substitutions if we can. If, mm. if, it, if it's right, if not, we don't. And, um, and then we, we learn, from, you know, learn from these mistakes and use the autumns wisely. Because the, the summer tour is not... You know, we're gonna have, it's, it's I, we will learn more from the summer tour than we will from the autumn of last year. Well, I do, not, not, we'll learn... Well, yeah, because it won't be it won't be an easy gig playing um, playing in the South Pacific. Oh, South Pacific, oh, that sounds like it's the musical. That's not, that's not after is it? Pacific Islands Pacific is Island, one yeah. kind of after it's um, South Pacific. I mean, that's not right, is it? With the, no, I'm gonna wash that man right out of my head. No, that's it. That was a musical. Jeepers. And that's not. Kicking in now, isn't it? Yeah, well, do you know what the thing is? I remember my Uncle Ray saying about 10 years ago when we played my the Pacific Uncle Islands. Ray. Yeah, you've not met my Uncle Ray, but he, um, yeah. he said uh, 10 years ago we played Pacific Islands. Do you remember they, they um, merged to play for a couple of tours? Yeah. So Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji merged to play, and they played under the name yeah. Pacific Islands. Yeah. And Ray said to me, he said, Oh, have you got a ticket for um, South Pacific next week? And I was like, hold on, South Pacific was a musical from the 50s, <laughs> which featured the aforementioned song. So um, yeah. that's, where, uh, that's that. where that originates from. Yeah. I don't think you sing enough in this podcast, Dan, if I'm honest. No. I'm not entirely sure that, you know, you're that committed to we it. could bring it in. Yeah, I think we probably should. Mm. Maybe next week, there's another thing for next week. A lot that's of next it, week. Yeah. What's, um, does um, Dad bring a bit, of, um, a bit of singing to the party? He doesn't mind, he doesn't mind the odd little uh, song. He's got one or two numbers. <laughs> I like the thought that you know, like midway through his first ever podcast, he's, he's there. He's like, it's like, Dad, put your shirt back on, Mustang Sally. That's what. That's what. That's what I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, the pressure's on now, isn't it? I'll give him a ring. On he's the been way na- he's been named and shamed in both halves of this, so um, he better come you'd on. Hope you now. wouldn't disappoint. <laughs> It'd be a no show. Oh, that'd be that'd be hugely disappointing. Right, let's get back to the rugby. Where's this game going to be won and lost? Massively physical. Isn't it? We've got to beat them up. We've got to match them up front. Mm. Um, and then um, I can see us um, coming down coming down the centre channels. And uh, it's going to be first <laughs> a couple, couple of our magic first phase moves, isn't it? That's where we seem to be uh, creating a little bit Well, that's, that's where we score tries, isn't it? At the moment it is, yeah. Totally different to what we, uh, what we used to do. Well, kind of. I mean, we've gone from being, we need a 
five on three overlap, which has been off the back of several phases of going down the blind can't side. Be too critical. Some of these moves. Are the moves are great. The moves are brilliant. great. And would I rather see a move like we saw? against Ireland yeah. than a classic kind of Warren Ball try, which is yeah. Mike Phillips going yeah. down the blind side, then the blind side, then the yeah. blind side, and then we happen to do an overlap. 100% I'd much rather see that, and I've been very impressed with those. Alex King needs to be given uh, a good bit of uh, good bit of praise? Well I, well, I think so. I yeah. think on, on the basis of, you know, we have had some nice, some nice first phase very set piece nice. things. Bearing in mind, he's only had a couple of weeks to work with them. No, yeah, so he's done very well. He has, but... see him stay on? Oh, this is the... Well, that's a very hard question, though, isn't it? Because... Might as well be on to our next. Yeah, I mean, and Sherrod did, Sherrod did nothing over the autumn, but then what, that, what that did we you know expect? Of. But we, that we, we, don't, we don't know that. He could have... Well, no, but we only know what we can watch. Yeah, we're I mean, not, we're not privy to training, no. training camps and stuff. It does we? seem like it's asking, but he could have, he could have put in... He, you know, maybe I'm not going to mention his name because I'll have it all over the oh, shop. But Matt, go on, Sherrod. Yeah, very good, Sherrat. Um, it's not so much better, Sherrat, isn't it? But he wishes his name was Sherrat. Um, maybe that's what he's saying. Right but he could have put, put in. Um, he could have put in those. Uh, he'd been working on those. Hmm? And then Kings come in, and sat back, sat on the deck chair, and, uh, and off you go. Possibly, Just who knows? We don't know that. All no. we do know is there wasn't much sign of. No. Set piece moves in the autumn, <laughs> it wasn't. and no, then it wasn't. you confused. know this is kind of coming. But as confused as uh, the way I get his name. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but nonetheless, I think you know they have been things to kind of be pleased with. You know, would I be rushing to give Alex King a full time contract? I no. It's very, it's very, very hard to say when you've got, you know, him in charge for for five games. Yeah. Now good. you've had Matt Sherritt in charge for four games in the autumn. You're then going to have Steve in charge for, is it, was it three games in the summer? Three games, yeah. Silly, isn't it? Though? You know, it's... And then, after all that, you're going to go up to bloody Harley anyway. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, it's very confused. And I think, I think that has shown in our backs at certain points that you've not had a clear direction. So, because of that, have, have they actually done very well? No one's mentioned that. The backs or the coaches? Backs. I've, I've players, still, I've, have, the play, have the players done really well because of the fact that they've had different people coming in? No, all the, time? the players have suffered from the fact that we've had different players coming in, uh, different coaches yeah, but, coming so in. So they've, the they've maybe done well then under I, the circumstances. I, we've not benefited from the fact that we've had different coaches in, is what I would say. Yeah, but that's different. It is. Has Reese Webb done really well despite the fact that he's had three different coaches? Yes, he has. But he, he's yeah, been fantastic. But, but it's slightly different for him at Scrum Half, I'd argue. Go on. Well, it's. You can. He does. He he is he's exceptional the way that he brings in. He brings in the whole team, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. But you can also have a very very good game as a scrum half if you're sort of almost, almost sort of singular, almost on your own. Maybe. Um, I'd say it's harder. Not to your have overall a, game. I'd say granted, it's hard to have a, a fantastic game if you've got very little outside you. Which he, I think, he brings the best. He brings more. Out of what's outside him than Dan Bigger does, and I do not want this to turn into a Dan Bigger. I oh, know he does, but slagging off fest because I yeah. really do rate the guy. No, but what I'm saying is, in terms of the attack, the attack coaches and the changes we've mm. had, it would argue it could be potentially could be easier for a scrum half to shine than your outside backs. Why? Well, because because you get the hands on the ball. Yeah, because you're, or... you're you're first on the ball. 
So your, your, your decision is, you could say your decision is the most important because it can all go wrong from there, but it also... You well, can, that's what I would say. You know, the line you, is such a pivotal oh, point. That but you see what I mean? It, you see what I mean, don't you? I do, but I also don't think you can hide as a scrum half. You know, no, no, you, no, if you don't play well as a scrum half, you will get shown up very, very quickly. Yeah, I just think the outside. But I think if you don't have, if you don't have continuity as in, in, in and, and know exactly what you're doing at all, you know, almost at all times, then it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tricky. I, th- I think everything. I mean, let, let's let's go ahead to our opposition on Saturday, France. Yeah. And at the start of this tournament, we said that France hinged on their halfbacks, right? Because we knew they'd have a big bruising pack and they'd be big bastards. Monsters. And we knew there was some real good skill in the outside backs, whether it be Fiku or Vakatawa or Nakatafi or Spedding or Spedan or these kind of players. The thing that you wondered about was whether they would have the mm. continuity of halfbacks. Now, Lopez isn't a player I've ever been a particularly big fan of, but I think those halfbacks have worked really, really well. Yeah, they have. We called them out, didn't we, at the very, very start of the mm. Six Nations, Lopez. Didn't really know, yeah, we'd be hit and miss. But, yeah, Saran, Baptiste Saran's been superb, isn't he? Really, really good, real live wide. One of the finds of the tournament. Yeah. Well, let's say finds. I mean, yeah. we know he's been doing it at club rugby. He's, been, he's made that step up seamlessly. Yeah, he's been brilliant. It's so good as well, isn't it, to see a better, a better French side. You know, there's, there's, they've been particularly poor, haven't they, for a long, long time. And they're starting to... They're starting to Turn a corner. And, I think. Um, be- I think, without doubt, it's better for the tournament that we have a competitive yeah. French side. Yeah. I always thought he would. The, the, the coach now he's um, had a feeling that he'd taken back to what they what, the, what they. Were I wasn't sure before. last year. I looked at it and thought, well, maybe Guinovez should have been French coach mm. ten years ago. But to be fair to him, I think they've progressed very, yeah. very well. Yeah, they have. They've got, some, they've got some good finds, and they go on. You know, they're seven. I have a pronunciation. Spot on. Oh, yeah, I think he's spot on. Yeah, um, he's a Magnifique. great, great player, isn't he? He's a superb player. Pick and rolls. We all know what he can do. Now he's picked up a bit of fitness and being over in England. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ding dong. I can't wait for it. Um, it's almost too close to call out, isn't it? Really, I, <laughs> I always think, I always think that we'll, um, you know, we'll come out on top. That's the thing, and it's hard to, it's hard to think objectively, but. I was just watching the the monitor on the um, yeah. on the microphone there. So in front of me, I've got a little indicator of the sound levels, yeah. and we just hit like a big spike there, which was my kind of red stripe popping there. So again, apologies if you yeah, heard that. Put me right off. Just like again, if you if you watch if you watch any cricket on television, it's like the snickometer. You could see this big kind of spike as as the uh, as the kind of red stripe. Right, who's going to win it on Saturday? That's what we all want to know. Wales. Okay. By three. Tight old game then. Tight. Yeah. Right. What do you reckon? Well, I'm much more optimistic following the, the performance on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Friday. And I think what's making me think that is that I think if the game was over 60 minutes, France would win it. Ooh. But they are big. Yeah. You know, they they're sl- big and they're, you know, kind of. I don't know if I'm going to venture into a Michael Caine impression or not. You're a big man, but you're out of shape. And I think if that's the case, that's kind of what I think the French back are like. And they are physical, but I think we can deal with physicality, particularly in the worried, back row. Are you worried about anyone on the, phys- on the, f- the struggle with the physicality in our pack? 
I think the only player I'm massively worried about in terms of physicality is probably Pigamol. But then I also think, you know, have we ever dealt with a player like Pigamol? Yes. You know, you look at the form Stander was in last week and the way that the works back row dealt That's with him. It's a bit him. different in the size, though, isn't it? Those two. I mean, really? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be more fearful of uh, Pigamol running at us. I would. I mean, Stander's. Yeah, he's a really difficult. explosive player. Yeah, he is. Diff- and, you know, what, what do they both do really well? They break tackles very, very well. So I think if our defence is as bob on as it was on Friday, then I'm not too worried about that. I think yeah. they're going to really have a good go at it physicality-wise. I think fitness might, might help us out. And we tend to get better as the tournament goes on. So actually, I'm going to go Wales by six. Wales by six, yeah. OK. What do, you think of us, what do you think of the backs? Um, I'm still not... Sold on us as a cohesive backs unit. What I think is that we'll be very pragmatic. I think the fact that Reese, I mean, honestly, like we could have no one outside him, we could have me and you and Davith and Murph in the backs. And I think, and I think, and I think that Reese Webb would create enough, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think you could, if you had, if you had Liam and George North on the wings, then I think you could have us lot pissing around at 10, 12, 13, and Webby would still find it's, the players outside us. some great angled runs. They would, yeah. Running off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I just yeah. think that he's commanding it so well oh, that, he is. that the whole backs are forged upon how good a game Reese Webb has. And I think he'll have a good game. So I, don't know, I think actually it's going to come down to fitness as much as anything. And the fact that I think we've got a better back row than them. So fitness, bruising. As, as good as their back row is, I mean, you can't underestimate a back row with Gordon and and Pikamol in. I just, I love the balance the of balance, our back row. That's that. I we absolutely always, love it. Because they'll be balance. looking at it, and there'll be a French podcast called Le Scrum L'Attaquine over in Paris, where some bloke with an English accent is chatting about French rugby, and they'll be saying um, they'll be saying a similar thing, and oh, you know, Moriarty's going to cause a huge amount of trouble to us the same as we say about Pikamol yeah. the same as we said yeah. about Stando the week before you know I honestly I, I do think I love the, the balance of our back row but that for me is without a doubt I think the things that have gone really well are our back row and Reese Webb and I think outside of that it's a little bit of a lottery who do you think who do you think they most fear as a, as a team Great. Oh, it's got to be Reese Webb Gotta be, isn't he? I keep on coming back to him. I do though, because you know, do you know I, target him? how do you target Reese Webb with difficulty? Because he's such a how, do you, how on earth do you target Reese Webb? It, yes, he's he's so physical as well, isn't he? Mm. You see the hits that he puts in, massive, he's slippery because of the fake tan. But I, <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's definitely on the beds, isn't he? Do beds or beds or um, like kind Sancho. of Santa Pray, yeah. My missus used to work for Santa Fe, actually. Really? There's yeah. a distinct smell to it, isn't there? It smells like biscuits. Yeah. Mm. He's um, yeah, he's bang on that, isn't he? Um, but whatever it is, keep doing it because it's working. Um, I don't know how you're targeting him. He's he's a niggly he's a niggly bugger as well, isn't he? Hard, teak hard. Um, he's he'll be one they're fearing, and um, Liam, I think as well. Mm. I, I think we'll see. He's done he's done a lot of he's done a different type of a campaign, isn't he? he hasn't. He hasn't sort of shone in the traditional way, in the Liam way, but he's done so much. His work, his work rate has been amazing in terms mm. of every hit that he's made. It hasn't been just a tackle. It's been an absolutely, you know, he's been walloping people, hasn't he? He has, and his finishing has been superb. He's, fin- he's finished everything, yeah. So his, 
I suppose percentage, like if you look at his percentages and the way he's played, he's he's right up there, isn't he? Um, I'm expecting another big, big game as well from Jonathan. Yeah, um, he's done. I still think he's due one. To be honest, I, I, still think, I think we've seen glimpses. If you of, look at his stats, of Jonathan. Look at his stats. Oh, here we go. Really, go on. Well, I'm not going to quote the stats because I don't know them, but uh, he's <laughs> right up there in terms of um, in terms of who's you know who's gone well this. This, this tournament. What were we saying? Meters gained. Yeah, or, meters gained. But again, like, you know, you made, well, you made yeah. 40 meters against Scotland in one run and then didn't find Webby with a pass. And I, I, I do, you, you know, you, you know, how much away from, I do love John You Davis. can't get away from a stat. I do, you can though, because I, I think it's all about context. And I do really, really rate Jonathan Davis. Yeah. And, so does Gatland. But I, yeah, Gatland yeah, no, really he absolutely is. does. Yeah. And actually, you know, the best rugby he has ever played was on that Lions tour. He was phenomenal, yeah. and I hope if he shows, you know, if he shows and, that again, and he is getting better, isn't he? He's having, he hasn't had consistent games. He is, but he? all I'm saying with the stats thing is that, you know, has he been Wales' best centre? No, no. I, I certainly don't think so. I think, you know, I don't know what Scott Williams' stats are saying, but those little glimpses of where Scott has played, what's in front of him, like the inside ball back to Webby for the try against uh, Ireland. Like the the pass against Scotland where he put Liam in, that is what Wales are benefiting from. Is, oh, yeah. is Scott Williams's ability to play what's yeah. in front of him and his but, ball skills. And I do, I, honestly, I love jo- I love John Davis, but I think his defining moments of this tournament has been again it was against England where he made the break and yeah. he's got two That's second great. rows outside of him and then tried to to chuck the pass. Whereas the Jonathan Rold, the Jonathan Rold, the greedy bastard that I loved would have gone for the line. Yeah. But that's down to picking players on form, isn't it? It is. But, yeah, he's... No, the, the reason why I mention him is that Scott... Yeah, Scott's... Probably would take the highlights in terms of the sen- in terms of how the centres have both played. But I think he's... He's he's gone well. Mm. Yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't lit things up, but he's gone well. And it's almost like if we had another f- three or four games, I think we, those two would be... would be so, so exciting to watch. You might be right, and so yeah. Well, there you have it. We've had our predi- we've had our predictions already. So Dan's going Wales by three. I'm going Wales by six. I'm going is... Wales by three, but Palmy thinks he could. I've had the 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 other half of that Jamaican mm. beer now, but no, part of me thinks that we could we could really do. I'm a, going Jamaica by four. We Sorry, could do, we could do a real good job. Okay, maybe. I, I, I think Wales by six. So Wales which, by ten, but uh, well, you've gone Wales by three, and I've gone Wales by six. So for the yeah. that odd occasion where I've been more optimistic than you, that's yeah, what no, we're going for. But the other thing you mentioned was the uh, was the Saint-Tropez and the fake tan, which leads us seamlessly onto our uh, onto our next topic, which is away from the internationals. And the Newport Grand Dragons squad just got twenty five percent sexier. <laughs> what a signing! His uh, his tenth pro. Club. I do not know what is his tenth his tenth, tenth club. Yeah. Is it? We can't name it. But uh... oh, go on, let's do that. All right, let's play a little game here, Dan. We haven't rehearsed this, obviously because we're six beers deep. But let's go. I'll let you start, and we'll try and do the ten clubs between us. So you go first. Bristol. Newport Grand Dragons. Uh, That's two. Go on. Toulon. Saracens. Cardiff Blues. Cardiff Blues. Ospreys. Six. Fascinating, isn't it? No, we've had dragons. Have we? That's one of the six. Yeah. Who named that? I named that second. 
When you said Bristol, I said New Cook and Dragons. I thought we'd get the easy ones out of the way. You keep talking, don't give me a little time. All right. Gavin Henson, fantastic hair. Attractive man, not a scratch on him. Oh, I can't think. Pressure's getting to me. Give me a clue. I you're the one that told me it was 10 pro clubs. It is 10 pro clubs, yeah. Uh... Well, there will be there will be some outside of pre-regional rugby, I imagine, that would count as part of that ten. Swansea, so Swansea. In which case, he also he was at Slanetli. He did have a yeah, one very game. Very brilliant, one game at one, So one there you go. Sorry, mate, but I've thrown that right back at you. How many are we on now? So we're on eight. One game there. What Ospreys? I've said Ospreys. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I've got one on my sleeve, isn't it? Have you? Mm. Oh. Well, right now I've got one that I will write down. I will declare, and then I'm going to look at my phone just so. so we're on eight. So we were on. We're on eight. We're on eight, and I've I've got one of them, which I've just written down, and then you've got a go here. So I'm going to look at my phone just so I know what the answers are. Does that make sense? Yeah. God, if anyone's listening now, they must think what a pair of reprobates. Dan, you have to talk, mate, because otherwise people are going to be switching up in their droves. I'm, I'm talking, I can't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gavin Henson plays for Wales. Right. Is it one of the, one of the English sides? No, it's not, is it? It's... Oh, God, yeah, we've missed a really obvious English side. We have, haven't we? Yeah. It's one of the English, yeah. Yeah. It's... Bath. Bath is correct, and the one, just so you know, just so you know that I've declared this, that we should have got Bloody London Welsh. <laughs> we, got go. we did get there in the end, yeah. Brilliant. I'm not sure whether anyone is still listening now, but if you are out there, please, you know, don't, don't <laughs> hang on. We've quite enjoyed it. So the, the, the point we're getting at is uh, Gavin Henson is signed for the Dragons. We'll get to my point in a minute, but... Uh, Two years is quite... <laughs> it's quite ballsy for yeah, a 35 year old isn't it 37 yeah what do you make good signing I, if, he, if, he, if he can play a number of games yeah I mean it's done it's done a lot in terms of the hype and there's so much chat isn't there mm. um, 37 I know but I if you're going to like, go on until 50 I, uh, I, I, <laughs> no. I, if, you, if you're going to try and build hype somewhere it's not going to be Newport is it you know what I mean like they're You'd struggle to pick a side who've booed Gavin Henson more than the Rodney Parade faithful. Yeah, but they'd be delighted. And it's, it's, it's just if he if he can if he can I mean, put he, a string of games together. Yeah, he'll be he could he could really do a job with the uh, the backs that are there. The important thing is if he plays, that's all it is. Is you know as much as you look back at the Henson time, and I I put something up on the um, on the Facebook page this week that said uh, yesterday when it was announced Henson sides for Dragons. Let's have a look at his best game against England, which you'll remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just an absolute joy to watch, isn't it? It is a joy to watch. But I think the most important thing to remember is, you know, that was 12 years ago. But look how well he's been playing this year for Bristol. Yeah. He has actually been fantastic. Yeah. And if Gavin Henson was a guy who had not courted any publicity, you know, who's, who's the lad who's just signed for the Osprey, uh, sorry, for the, um, for the Blues, the North Wales lad? Jack Roberts, is it? Yeah. If he'd been a, you know, if Henson was one of those players who'd never played for Wales and hadn't caught in any publicity, 
you look at him and go, oh, look at this lad playing down at Bristol. He's fantastic. He can play 10, he can play 12. Even if he is 35, he's amazing. Him in the world squad. But because of Gavin Henson, it brings that much more scrutiny. Yeah. yeah that's quite right. I mean, um, I, I think it's a good signing. I um, hope so. I mean, he does look do like hope, a different yeah. player. He's quite romantic. He's kind of he seems to have Coming matured a bit over the last five years. You know, yeah. the, the the blues. He's get... a bit of fun, isn't he? Well, he is. I mean, I, I do hope it's times. different. You know, the, from the guy who turned up at the blues and he turned up for <laughs> for Bath the... and yeah, thrown off the plane off and the punched plane, by yeah. Carl Ferns and all those kind of things. Because yeah. his ability. I mean, the, the whole thing is even watching that little Facebook clip back of two minutes of highlights against England. It's ridiculous. It is unbelievable. There is a moment in there where he. Picks up the ball because everyone remembers that Matthew Tate tackle yeah, yeah. and the penalty, yeah. and you know he's dropped goals against Ireland and how just generally how good he was in that Six Nations. But there's a moment that I didn't even remember where he picks up the ball on our five or ten meter line, maybe hammers it downfield. I'd completely forgotten about right, that kick out to the right, to the right and to the touch right. line. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. What a kick! Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got obviously everything. He's definitely one of the, the one of the most, most gifted players, players. We've, we've ever we've ever had. Yeah, and um, yeah, we just seemed to play so so well when he was involved. Didn't so we? it's but, only right that he ends up the home of yeah, it's the nice. home of attacking it's romantic. The well, home of attacking, well, free flowing. So we can get it going again. But um, well, look, put it this way: Would I rather have Gavin Henson playing in the back line, or would I rather have Nick McLeod? I think we all know what the answer to that yeah. is. I mean, it'll bring it'll other players will want to come in as well, won't they? It's, Dragons are in the headlines now, and they will be for some time. So, what do you think? A little more signings coming? I really don't know. I mean, this this whole kind of um, the whole Dragons takeover thing is very very peculiar because I'm just not sure whether. This is something to be optimistic about. The fact that you know you've got players like Henson, and well, yeah, Zane Kirshner turning up. Well, of course, it's optimistic in that regard. But then you also look at what's happened in Paris this week, mm. where Racing ninety two have merged with yeah. with Stade Francais, and that's not like, do you know what I mean? That's not like going, oh, okay, you know, easy, cast your mind back to two thousand and um, to two thousand three when the regions were formed, and essentially what happened in Gwent was you went, okay, we got Ebu, Ponypool, and Newport emerging to form the Dragons, and the problems that that caused. This is mental. Racing 92 and Stade Francais are massive clubs. Yeah. It's like going, oh, well, why are you bothering having um, Leicester and Northampton when you could just have Midlands 92 or whatever you want to call them? Yes. It's, that's huge. That is absolutely huge. And they, I do worry what it means for Welsh rugby. They wanted to sign Henson, didn't they? Who's that? Racing 92? And Stade coming together. Yeah, probably. That's the, that's, to be honest, that's exactly why they've done it, isn't it? He put that out there, didn't he? Did he? I think he did. Yeah, he put some on Twitter. He saw some on Twitter. I see. I mean, I think he would have been. He'd have been. He'd have been bob on when um, when Mike Phillips was scrum off for them. <laughs> yeah, big news. Any it is. News? Any other news? Yeah, I mean, a, a few other things for us to for us to kind of wrap on. Um, as always, as we like to say at this point, get in touch with us because what we want to do, and you know, obviously this takes um, this takes up a bit of time for us every every Wednesday, but what we'd like it to be is rather than just being us sat here chatting shit, drinking Red Stripe, which we'd like everyone to kind of get involved. And I've been really, um, really kind of impressed with how many people have have, um, have given us a shout out on, um, on Twitter this week. So a few guys it's worth giving a nudge to. And 
actually following on from what we were just saying there, a guy called Matt Reed, who's who's a relatively new listener, been talking about what the implications for the Racing ninety two Stade Francais merger are for for Wales and whether it could mean a reduction to three or even two sides. I mean, obviously, we'll do a much more in-depth piece on this, Dan, but, I mean, do you think either of those things are a, a possibility? Um, possibly in the future, but not right now. No. Not with uh, not with the WIU getting involved with uh, the Dragons. Can you see that? Well, the one thing I would say is it would make it easier with them having involvement if they wanted to, to fold it. So, you know, they might put a bit of money into to try and strengthen the, the region now, but if they want to roll it, they can roll it. Yeah. It'll, be, see, their, it'll be their yeah. call. Well, it's, it, if, if it was just part of a process, isn't it? Get involved now and then and then, and then then turn the key, turn the screw a little bit later on, but it won't happen for, for a while. Yeah, you might you might well be right on that. And then um, something, other, something else I was going to mention, which is potentially not as... Um, potentially not as linked to... Uh, not as linked to, to exactly what we're saying is um, another guy who I think is a relatively new listener to us, a guy called Matt Summers, who um, who gives a nudge on Twitter and said, amidst all the clamour to extend the Welsh squad depth, which again is something that we've chatted about, um, no one has said this is the job of the of the Wales A side. What do you uh, what do you make of that? Uh, the Wales for me, the Wales A side has it would be great to see, mm. but. We need to see the integration of a number of the new players playing with our with our first team. So the Wales A side will be a team of you know it will be up and, you know mainly largely up and coming players, um, a good number of youngsters playing with potentially some old heads as well. But generally speaking, it's been you know guys that are uh, that are that are, that are got a good bit of youth on their side. Yeah. Um, what we're, I think, what we're, we're wanting to see is the integration between the established players, the so-called best players, playing with some of the youngsters, um, and also then some of the players that aren't that young but are are in the form of their life, coming together and seeing how they gel. So, for me, it's it's, it's a little bit different. Would Steph Evans and and uh, Thomas Young have really benefited from playing in a? you know, an A tournament, which they used to be against, you know, the, the, Ar- the England Saxons. The, <laughs> the Irish. Uh, you can't, well, I, I can't say Irish yeah, Wolfhounds are better laughing, but go on. It, it's, it's another game, isn't it? So they, 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 they possibly would, but we're never really going to... If someone goes well against the, the, the Wolfhounds or the Saxons, it's still not... It's still a massive, massive step up, isn't it, playing for... For, for 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 the for the main team. But so is that is that what the A's is about? Is it about bridging the gap, or is or is there simply too much rugby played to release those kind of players to play in a second tier tournament? Would it be better that they're actually playing for for the Ospreys or for the Scarlets or for Wasps or whatever? Yeah, you wonder, you wonder, you wonder how, how how different it would be, do you, playing for the A's? Depending on it depends on what side what side each of the teams will will put out. But there's no doubt that. We can't. It's it's no. It's, it's miles apart from playing from playing uh, from playing the top flight. So we got to see a, a, a little bit of integration with the with the best with the with the best team that's out at the moment. Otherwise, we're never going to know because they can have a blind. Steph Evans can have an absolutely blinding game, couldn't he, for Wales A? Absolutely superb. You know, score three tries like he does for the for the for the, for the Scarlets. 
come and play for Wales and and just be completely out of out of his depth. Um, but what we all want to what we all want to see is we want to see that, don't we? See how he goes. He could be brilliant. He could could make the step up with ease, or he could he could struggle. We just don't know. Exactly. And then the last thing to to finish on in terms of our Twitter correspondence, again, our old pal um, Gareth Vaughan Jones been in touch about uh, an article on the Telegraph Rugby why all of Wales should want England to beat Ireland in terms of World Cup seedings. Now, this is something I've kind of alluded to earlier. Is this something we should all be kind of um, getting behind England to want uh, to want them, to, you know, if we win and they win? They or win would you it. actually rather that Ireland ruin the Grand Slam? No, I'm going to go... I'm going to... You're going to probably not like this, but I, if they... If they deserve it, then it's, their, it's, it's theirs to be honest. But I've I think England have played very very well, but they've they've also not been they're not I don't think they're as good as as, as potentially some people think they are. Uh, they're not the complete side, but you know they're uh, they're winning, aren't they? So uh, I don't know if they if they turn up and they win on Saturday, then fair play to them, you know. But I think I actually think Ireland will. Uh, I think Ireland will turn them over. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, as much as World Cup seedings are something I'm kind of interested by, if we ended up in a group with Ireland or Australia and it meant that England didn't win the slam, then I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Because you can have someone hard, whoever it is, because if we end up in fourth and, you know, in two years' time, France are back to where we thought they would be, those can be hard anyway. Yeah, as long as we're not outside of that top eight, then that, I think that's all right. I just don't think I can deal with watching England win a, a bloody Grand Slam again, back to back. When they've, the, I think the best game they've played has been against Scotland. I, Scotland, Scotland was so poor though. It went to their heads they, though, didn't it? I mean, they, they kind of turned up they were, for this emotional battle, and then you know Fraser Brown almost got sent off, and they, they just everyone went off injured. Yeah, they they weren't they they weren't up to it at all. And England, yes, they played well, but they were also made to look good. I mean, mm. some of the you know some of the tries that were scored were, um, you know, it was, it was it was like men against boys out there. Um, they were they were the sixes and sevens all over the shop. Still, if the Scots want advice on how to play a scrum half on the wing, then uh, they can always give the nudge because uh, Lloyd Williams seemed to manage it all right during the World Cup. <laughs> I suppose that's all we've got over Scotland over the moment, considering uh, considering they beat us two weeks ago. But there we go. So I mean, that's basically it, really. That brings us up to a conclusion on this week's Tack and Scrum podcast, and will pretty much bring us to a conclusion in terms of Six Nations rugby. So yeah, I hope you enjoy Super Saturday, which is always good fun. Where are you watching it, Dan? Actually, yeah, I'm going to be watching that in Clapham, a place called oh, yeah. the Clubhouse. Don't know anything about it, but uh, yeah, I'm going there with. Uh, Quite a quite a big group, about thirty or forty apparently has been booked for. Mm. So uh, yeah, good good amount of Irish in there as well. You're more than welcome. Okay, where are you off? Uh, well, this Saturday actually, I think we're going to be watching it with one of Mrs. Jed's family friends, Keith, who's over from who's over from Australia, but he's from he's from South Wales originally. Good name. Yeah, Keith Green, and so he's our. Um, every week, I get to see where we've had listens, and we're very strong in Melbourne. And I'm, it's pretty much entirely Keith listening, but he's um, but he's a good South Wales lad originally, 
So I think we're going to be watching it with uh, with Keith, and I'll, I'm going to try and get him on the uh, get him on the pod if we can. Well, potentially there'll be uh, so be a couple of new people on next week. Dav well, is. this is it. We're all waiting. For if you're Dav. listening, we're all waiting for Dav. This Make is, sure you come on. This is right. This Dav has been called out more times than a than a heavyweight boxer. You know, this is it. If he ducks out of this, then there's no future for him. He'll be there. He'll be there, right? And if you want to be there too, then you can let us know and give us a shout at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. Uh, just search for us on Facebook. We are Attacking Scrum. And most of all, if you can leave us a review, that would be absolutely magnificent. So if you're on iTunes, just Google the Attacking Scrum and let us know what you think. If you don't like us, then fine, drop us a, drop us a little note on there. But if you do, then magnificent and we'll, uh, we'll always give you a little read out as well. So enjoy the final weekend of Six Nations Rugby and we've got loads of chat about Lions and the end of the Pro 12 season and lots more to come over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll chat to you soon. A couple of weeks ago. He is... He does offer something very different to the centres they've got, but there's so many centres there. Um, they've got Watkins, haven't they? Um, Hook's mm. going to be there. Um, yeah, and then you've got Beck. And you've got Beck and... Um, what's the gent's name um, from New Zealand? Yeah, uh, what a try! What a yeah. try Fonatier scored. Wow. Um, dropped, the, dropped the board a few times, didn't mm. he? But, um, oh, yeah, he's got um, the raw talent there. Probably the, uh, the wet weather there. But, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know whether he'll feature... I, I think he's got a, it's a really interesting point in his career Corey Allen because he was earmarked from a young age played a lot of sevens and uh, age grade rugby I think people knew and he got into the blues side very early played for Wales very early and started well but he struggled to really re-establish himself well, when he's fit he's also featured for he's always been involved you know, involved in the, in the Welsh setup, has not he um, even when he's you know he's come back with one game next, you know he's drafted in. So yeah. there's got to be something there, and if if anyone's going to ignite it, it is the Ospreys, isn't it? Mm. He's probably really excited about that move. I think he is, but I, I, you know I think he's yeah, he's not going to be guaranteed a first team spot down there. He's going to have to go down there, train hard, and and uh, and make the most of his opportunities. So mm. I, yeah, hopefully it'll work out because it'd be good to see him fit and firing and 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 kind of back in on a. Um, Back in on the the Welsh squad, uh, the Welsh squad on merit and and playing very very well. He has to remain fit, doesn't he? And he does. That's where um, he struggled. Yeah, and yeah. So I think you know he's had some he's had some struggles with uh, with fitness and uh, and with form. So I mean that very nearly brings us uh, brings us to an end. We've got a couple of um, couple of things to get through. As always, kind of ask you to um, to get in touch with um, with us if you if you've got a review. And a few, a few kind of things to mention this week. So first is uh, we were lucky enough to get a, uh, a little shout out in the, the Guardian uh, breakdown newsletter, which uh, which is circulated every week. It's a great um, a great piece if you haven't read it from uh, from Paul Reese, who's been on the been on the show a couple of times. It's so very kind of him to uh, to mention. I uh, I actually didn't subscribe to it, so I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the uh, see the uh, actual piece of writing as and when as and when it happened and um, subscribe now yeah which uh which um was was good of um uh was good of chris jones who's one of the new one of our new subscribers to to help me out with that and he forwarded it on to me so yeah big thanks to uh, thanks to paul reese for writing that piece it's very kind and also to um and also to chris jones for uh for um for hooking us up with that with that copy um, as we say as well, if you if you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps us out massively. 
um, and we've got a review featured on here, Dan, which I'm going to let you, I'm let you read this one out this week. So, um, yeah, you... Uh, glasses, Jeff. You haven't your glasses? Bottom one, is it? Yeah. Exactly the sort of podcast I love. Two mates chatting about rugby, in brackets, with a very good knowledge and sense of humour. Plus some guests, too. Great to listen to. Feels really down to earth and proper. Quarotag, lads. Which is a, which is a nice uh, nice Kieran. touch from uh, from Kieran One Eight Two. So uh, yeah, again, if you uh, if you do drop us a review, uh, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out on air. Um, so yeah, if you can if you can do that and let us know what you think at Attacking Scrum or uh, or on Facebook, and then yeah, unfortunately another kind of sad note to to finish on, which is um, which is another another ex pro that's that's left us uh, too soon. I remember the Australian uh, Australian second row Dan Vickerman, um, and uh, yeah, sadly has has died aged um, aged just thirty seven. Was it? Yeah, tragic, isn't it? Yeah, thirty seven. Um, yeah, it really is, and you know, this is it's been a, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks for um, for this. You know, losing Van der Vesthuizen and 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 now Dan Vickerman, and there's the uh, the All Blacks. Uh, Back rower as well, his, his name I've momentarily forgotten, but yeah. I mean it's been a yeah, been quite the um, quite the week for it. Uh, sorry, quite a couple of weeks for it. So you know, as always, kind of our um, our thoughts are, uh, are with the family on that because it's a, a pretty um, a pretty distressing uh, a pretty distressing time for them. Yeah, it's hugely sad, isn't it? Um, I think it's worth mentioning as well that the um, the Rugby Players Association have put out uh, a very good video, haven't they? Yeah, they have, which linked to to depression within uh, yeah. and, and mental mental health within. It's huge as well, within isn't it? With, well, yeah, one in one in four suffer from mental health issues. Um, in given year, sportsmen and women, they said, are no, are no different. And yeah. there is there is a taboo surrounding, isn't there? There is, and um, it's something that we're going to be tackling on this on this podcast uh, a little bit further on down the line, and hoping to have some. Uh, some good guests to come on and and help us do that, but um, yeah, really worthwhile cause from uh, from the RPA. And if you want to kind of see what they're up to, you can have a look at um, uh, at some of their uh, some of their messaging just by following the hashtag uh, Lift the Weight. So yeah, do check that out if you uh, if you get a chance. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you very very soon. Podcast Network.